Welcome to Priority Status by JPR. I'm Eleanor Longley, a director at our London office, and I'm thrilled to be speaking with three sisters in today's episode. Adele, Bobby and Beth Garbutt are part of the family that owns and runs the beautiful Calabash on the Paradise Island of Grenada. We've been working with Calabash since January, so it's a relatively new client for us, but we've already completely fallen in love with it. The hotel sits in a sheltered yacht speckled bay and is a tranquil haven with just 30 elegant suites alongside three outstanding restaurants. Grenada itself is a bit of an undiscovered gem with lush rainforests, waterfalls, coral reefs, white sand beaches and a rich culture. Known as the Spice Island and it's famous for its nutmeg and cocoa production. Adele, Bobby and Beth all grew up on the island before leaving to work on their own projects internationally. They've since returned to the family business, with each responsible for different aspects of running the hotel. Beth oversees all the food and beverage, which is a member of Relais and Chateau, is incredible and a cut above many Caribbean hotels. In her own words, Adele oversees pretty much everything else and is very hands-on, welcoming guests and dealing with the day-to-day operations. Meanwhile, Bobby, who lives in the Cotswolds, has recently joined the business and looks after the marketing while also launching her very own chocolate brand using cocoa from the family's organic farm. Listen in as Beth, Adele and Bobby chat about the story behind Calabash and how it came into the family, life growing up in a hotel and how Calabash's warm and genuine service makes it so special, resulting in guests returning year after year. Welcome to Priority Status with JPR. I'm Eleanor Longley, and I'm so thrilled to be joined today by Adele, Bobby, and Beth Garbutt, who are part of the family that own and run the beautiful Calabash on the Caribbean island of Grenada. It's so wonderful to have three sisters on the podcast who can tell us what it's like growing up in a hotel, living in paradise, and then joining the family business and working together. Lucky Adele and Beth join us from the sunny island of Grenada, whilst Bobby joins us from the equally sunny Cotswolds. Adele, Beth and Bobby, thank you so much for being here today. Perhaps we could start with you telling us a little bit about your family and how they came to Grenada and ended up owning Calabash. Shall I go with that one, guys? It's a long story and Bobby had the most recent She just spoke to our parents She just spoke to her parents about it. Yes, we had a three-hour car journey (laughs) of the regales. Um, So I will tell you, it goes back to... I'd say early 1985. So our mother, Lillian, she already lived in Grenada. So she's part of one of the big families on the island, the Ramdanis. And our dad came to Grenada in February 1985. And that was quite soon after separating from his first wife and selling all of his businesses in Suffolk. And he had an eccentric neighbour that came to his door one day and asked if he'd like to invest in a rum distillery in Grenada. And crazily enough, he'd actually got my dad at the right moment when he wasn't doing anything. So he said, why not? I'll go. And so he went over to this said rum distillery and was staying with the family that sent him over there as well. And so there was a gathering on a beach at the north of Ireland called Bathway Beach. And he met my mother there for the first time. And they obviously got on. And they actually met each other again the next night. And by the time my dad was leaving and he decided he was like, this is is not worth the investment. I can't change anything about this rum distillery. My mum said to him, she was like, you'll be back. And he said, I don't think I will be. But as luck would have it, when he got back to the UK, something came up and the friend wanted him to go back to the rum distillery. And so he did. And whilst he was there, he met my mum again and 
I got on very well. And so he ended up going back and forth from the UK to Grenada. And it came to pass that as he was going back on one of his journeys to the UK, his flight was delayed. And the friend was like, oh, let's just go to my cousin's hotel and, you know, have some afternoon tea instead and just hanging around in the airport. And that hotel was, was Calabash. And my dad, he sort of recalls that there was this sort of feeling of just this aura of infectious happiness when he arrived there. Um, and he said it wasn't so much the place itself, but it was just that real feeling of happiness that caught him. And at that time, the owner wasn't even thinking of selling the hotel at all. And so he only came back to him months later and planted the idea in the owner's head. And so in essentially the space of a year, my mum said she did not want to live in the UK. So my dad had to find something to do in Grenada. So apart from creating, I think a nail factory was coined or an ice cream factory. And my dad was like, mm, let me just go to Calabash and ask the man if he'd like to sell it. So he convinced him somehow, all in the time that they, my parents got married. And then very quickly, I think probably within the next year, had Adele and bought Calabash. So it all, it was bought on September 1st, 1987. My mum and my dad were the four month baby in tow and um, had no background in hospitality at all. And so they just sort of made it up as they went on. And I remember him saying he was like, they didn't even live anywhere permanent. They sort of moved from hotel to hotel room whilst guests were coming in and out. So um, yeah, it was a real adventure. I remember living in the hotel rooms. <laughs> One of my first memories is calling room service. <laughs> So you really have lived and breathed hotels ever since you were a tiny. Wow, incredible. I love the story. Yeah. But, you know, why he came to Grenada um, basically for love, wasn't it? What was he doing before that, before he ran hotels? He had a few packaging companies. He's several companies. I think he yeah. had nine businesses. So it was very busy, you know, had a family, young children. So his had two sons in, in his first marriage. And they were pretty young. So it was a, a busy life that he had previous to that. But um, that, as that all sort of broke down, then that's when the opportune moment came for the neighbor to go, oh, we have Would a you like distillery. <laughs> it sounds great, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. in the Caribbean, but thank God. But it didn't, didn't go that way. We ended up at the hotel. Yeah. So, Do you know yeah. what happened to the rum distillery? It's yeah. still running. It's there. Yeah. 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 It's still there. Um, actually, one of the, ge the the general manager of it does a lot of tours for um, Calabash now at the moment. Simon Green, he does some great tours with our guests all over the islands. The, the connection to the rum distillery is still there in that sense. <laughs> great. And Adele and Beth, I know you entered the family business, was it 2012? Yes. Yeah. And then, Bobby, I know you were kind of more recent. Why did you all decide to join Calabash? Well, I think Beth and I didn't really know what to do <laughs> with our lives anymore. Yeah, I think, well, we'd both finished university. Adele went to London and was working in marketing over there. When I finished university, I went to university and I studied, I did a sports science degree, which at the time, I was a bit rogue because, I mean, I was good at sport. I already enjoy, I enjoyed it. But in the back of my mind, I knew I was going to eventually come back to the hotel. So I just decided to do anything with university. And then when I finished university, I went to culinary school in Ireland at Ballymaloo. 
And Adele and I sort of just had a conversation afterwards, like, right, is it ready ready is to go time? home now? <laughs> I think, I think we time. just sort of got to like breaks in our life and we were just like, oh, should we go back? But I think we were both, both we, having lived outside of Grenada at that point for over, a, 10, years, over 10 years, we were sort of a bit nervous about coming back to Grenada, not really coming back for holidays is all great, but coming back to live here, would it be the same? But up to this moment, it's still one of the best decisions oh, I yeah. made in my life that and laser eye surgery <laughs> the two top decisions I've made um, Grenada and and the hotel have offered us are an incredible lifestyle it's a wonderful Grenada is a wonderful place to live it's very safe uh, all our friends and family are here so um, we, you know we have a lot of flexibility and freedom and being at the hotel as well is one of life's greatest joys, even yeah. though it can be stressful at times. <laughs> Once in our office area where we are now, it can be stressful. And then if you leave and you go down into the hotel, you still feel that feeling of infectious happiness that my dad mentioned. Mm-hmm. It's still very, very present. Yeah. And what an amazing environment for your children to grow up in as well. Yeah, it's actually, it's fun. It. it's fun to see them running around but not so much we used to take a lot of liberties actually I don't know we always ask our parents how did you let us do that because I remember coming home from school and we would immediately just run down to the hotel for afternoon tea and the guests would all be there and just you know they accepted us being there (laughs) but now Isabella and Zara were very we're very aware of you know we don't want to disturb anyone's holiday but when we were were like yeah we're going (laughs) (laughs) locked off the pool area for our birthday parties and so the guests were locked out of the pool you know things that we would never would never do now you know the, the hotel is is the priority <laughs> and our lives take uh, come behind that <laughs> like Isabella yesterday Adele picked me up with the kids and Isabella's like mommy can we go to the pool and Adele's like what are you talking about we can never go to the pool she said but it's in my back garden why can't I go to the pool <laughs> Very <laughs> tempting for them. <laughs> yeah, it's so close yet so far. Yeah. And um, Bobby, I know that you're still you're back in the UK, living there. You'd get married very very soon. Can you tell us why you uh, decided to join the family business more recently? Probably because I didn't want to answer to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, I sort of half started working with the family a couple of years ago over the pandemic and probably actually being stuck in Grenada in Calabash with nothing but my family um, for four months probably probably led to it as well. So I inched very slowly towards it. I sort of started with getting involved in the family farm. So it's my mum's parents' farm and that, that grows cocoa and everything. And I was like, oh, we got to make chocolate from it. So I started dealing with that. And now actually we're building a chocolate factory here in the Cotswolds. So that's sort of half of it. And then I asked Adele one day, I was like, do you need support on marketing to help anybody? And ever since I started, I was like, oh my God, why haven't I been doing this for years? I'm so sorry, family. I thought I resisted for so long because I was like, maybe that's all we'll talk about all the time and we won't be a family if we just talk about Calabash the whole time. But actually, it's just really nice talking about Calabash the whole time. It's a uniting thing for us all. So um, I nearly fell on the floor when Bobby asked me if she, if she could join and help with the marketing. Because up to that point, I was under the impression that Bobby hated us talking about the hotel and, and 
you know, we asked her to do some modeling for the hotel before and she was furious with me. And it shows through the photos how furious she was. <laughs> I would love to be able to put that attached. I wish that, that we could show you the photo, but uh, we have this photo of her doing yoga and she is so like, far from furious. <laughs> but we, um, we have lunch together as a family every day. And it used to be the case that when Bobby was here, we'd go, okay, right, we can't talk about the hotel while we're having lunch. But now, but now it's, it's, it's... Now it's Bobby is the one Bobby that's starting talking about the hotel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the tables of the to be able to do, to have lunch together as a family every day. That's, yeah, that's such a unique thing to have as well, to have this amazing business in common and something you can all work on together. Adele and Beth, do you want to just quickly sort of say the things that you're responsible for the hotel? Because you've you've each got different roles. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'll start because <laughs> I'll just cover my book because Adele does everything else that I don't. <laughs> so basically, I'm I head up all food and beverage operations. It's funny how Adele and I just sort of fell into those things. We didn't get asked to, you know, Adele, you do sales and marketing, you do Beth, you do food and beverage. It's just what I loved. I love food. I love restaurants. I love figuring out how they work because I mean I guess we'll discuss later but the way we run the hotel we're not trained my de- my parents weren't trained and uh, you know they didn't go to hotel school we just sort of do it based on feeling and that was what I was I just gravitated towards the um, food and beverage operations I love every single process about it so yeah that's what I do food and beverage so we have three restaurants at the moment uh, the Beach Club, Rhodes Restaurant, which is our fine dining restaurant. And then we've just opened a third one at the pool bar called Izakaya. And that's sort of um, a Latin American sort of Japanese fusion sort of, I don't like the word fusion, but, you know. Like um, Nobu. It's, yeah, you know, it has that. <laughs> Nobu. It, uh, it does a different type of restaurant to what we've done in the past. Uh, so that's been really exciting to um, develop that. And I've been working now just over 10 years and I feel like I'm only just starting to find my footing and finding my team that I know that I'm going to work with and take forward and we bounce ideas off each other so that's been really amazing to you know develop that whole side of the hotel and it's it's an important side you know people have to eat every day and we do make sure we feed our guests a lot so it does come you know quite stressful at times but it's always good fun and then Adele basically she she takes on everything else (laughs) Anything else that needs to be done, I just do it. <laughs> Anything that no one else wants to do, that's me. <laughs> yeah, so I've never really had a, a defined role or had a proper title, really. Yeah, um, well, it started off sales and marketing. It and started off sales and marketing and then it just else. went to everything else. But Bobby's been a fantastic help with the sales and marketing and uh, it's got a really good focus now, all thanks to her. And I think that we're really doing some really creative and um, interesting things when it comes to the sales and marketing of the hotel. Um, it's so much so that guests arriving to the hotel know who we are already. And sometimes yeah. even when I've gotten on flights to Grenada, people are whispering about me. <laughs> and it's the strangest feeling um it's not not common <laughs> to feel like that or for people to know who I am before before I've met them it's a yeah. strange feeling but um so basically yes my role is all over the place whatever needs to be done I'll do it she's very good at getting things done 
you've both done an amazing job and you know I know the feed at Calabash has got an incredible reputation and it's a member of Relais and Chateau and really is kind of miles ahead a lot of a lot of other Caribbean resorts and I'm sure that's down to you Beth and kind of the work you've done and Adele, I know you know you again you've built up the reputation of Calabash and it's um considered one of the best resorts in um in the Caribbean now so you've obviously worked very hard to do that and Bobby do you want to tell us a bit about what you do with the chocolate and the um, the family's farm? Yeah, I would say, well, actually the past couple of years with the family farm, I probably tried to do everything <laughs> because I looked at it and I was like, we grow all these fruits, all these vegetables, all, you know, all the wonderful cocoa. So we actually started doing tours there, which we have, we run directly um, with the hotel where people can go up, have a walk around all the cocoa fields and then essentially have afternoon tea with my auntie Laureen, um, who's wonderful and eccentric and will tell the whole family story. And people just really love it and love, you know, meeting my mum's sister. And then we essentially source all, most of actually the produce that goes to the hotel is from Leicester. So all the fresh fruit and vegetables as well. So we've continued that. And yeah, more recently, apart from exporting our cocoa and nutmeg direct to customers, I realized that we should also be making our own chocolate. And so we made our own chocolate bar for the very first time probably in 2021 at a friend's chocolate factory in Grenada. And we were like, oh God, this is actually, this is very good. I have to do something with it. And so working out how I would do it between Grenada and England, because I live over here, has been an interesting one. So what we've worked out now is as well as getting the raw products, so getting the raw cocoa bean in Grenada, we do part of the process in Grenada. So roast it to raw cocoa nibs and then now building a chocolate factory. So we'd finish the process over here and have it available all over the UK once it gets there. So it's all in the process now and hopefully by September, we'll be properly in business doing it really. Well, I can attest it's definitely some of the best chocolate I've ever had. So, oh, oh good. <laughs> what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> We've touched on this briefly, but what, in your opinion, makes Calabash so special? I think that overwhelmingly the feedback from our guests um, and anyone who's ever been to Calabash, it's, it's always been the staff and the people, the people mm-hmm. here. We have a culture at the hotel that I think is really special that hardly takes much for new staff to just fall into it and just yeah. get it and fall into line, basically. But um, Grenadian hospitality is something that is uh, very unique and Calabash hospitality even more so. So, yeah, if you look at any of our reviews or anybody that talks to us, it's, it's, always, our team it's always the team members, it's always the staff that are put through as the shining stars of the hotel. But it is always the thing with um, companies and businesses, especially service-based ones. People really make the difference. Yeah, I think it, it comes down to I briefly said it's you know you know we often feel like we're sort of amateurs, but we often we're doing something right because we don't run the business in like a corporate structure or anything like that. Obviously, if there's there is structure. You, I mean, you have to in certain ways, but have, like, these a lot of a lot of it is done on feeling. Many many of our staff members, you know, Grenada doesn't have. Well, at the moment, a big tourism in schools or anything like that, it's, it's coming, but it's not there. So a lot of our staff members are just completely green uh, when they come come here. And we base it on, OK, are you a nice person? Can you smile? Can you you know get on with people? And then that sort of feeds into the culture that we already have at our base. 
And so everyone that's here is just, you know, lovely people that we can work with. And that translates over to the guests and they really do make a connection with our staff over the years. We've had, we've had guests that have been coming for 20 years and the same staff members are here and, you know, they keep in touch with each other while they're gone back home. It's a really lovely thing. So it's, yeah, hospital, Grenadian hospitality first and foremost. And my parents have always said to us, you know, the, the way they wanted to run the hotel is, they want to take the key things from staying in other hotels and put it in place here. They just want to create their ideal hotel. And I think that that's translated and will continue to carry that on. We're very lucky in that from talking to, you know, when you talk to other hoteliers about, you know, dealing with their staff and that sort of thing, I think we're incredibly lucky because mm-hmm. our staff have, I mean, of course, there's some issues that come up from time to time, but really they don't cause us any trouble at no. all, really. They're really easy to when things go off track, easy to get back on track. So we're very lucky from that, that yeah. point. And of they, view. they do feel as though, you know, this is their second home. You know, they, we have to stop them from working <laughs> seven days a week. <laughs> like you can take a day off, you know, They're like, no, I'll just come and check. <laughs> and they just come. That was a good position to be in. Absolutely. And I know that kind of working with the local community and ensuring that the hotel leaves a positive footprint is really important to you. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what you do with sustainability? Well, there's one of our core beliefs that uh, the community has to be involved in what we're doing. We're doing everything to the benefit of Grenada. So all our staff are Grenadian, with the exception of three. So we have about 130-odd staff, and only three of them are from outside of Grenada. Uh, the rest of all of our staff are from here. And we've all, even when we've had people from outside of Grenada's managers coming in, it's always been easier to work with Grenadians. Mm-hmm. And knowing that that has a far reaching sort of benefit to the country is really important to us. As Bobby touched on before, we source all of our food and beverage locally. If it's not available in Grenada, we don't want it, <laughs> basically. We will not look outside. Um, so, for example, lobster um, is, during their season, it's very, very in demand. And we'll only fish for and source Grenadian lobster. We won't import it from anywhere else. And we just want to stay and, you know, staying true to seasonality, uh, etc., is very important to us. I think that the pandemic showed us that more than ever when the food uh, chain was put into jeopardy. Uh, we just wanted to make sure that we built a strong base. So, you know, using things from Leicester where we know it's our family's farm, it's an organic farm, certified organic farm, all of the food and beverage that Beth and her team have very skillfully put in place. And we just wanted to show that considering we're a small island with very limited resources, things can be done to a very high end. You would probably think that, yes, you've got to fly in the best of this from this country and et cetera, et cetera. And we're just trying to show that it can all be done using what's right in front of you. And the feel good factor is that, you know, we're using local farmers, local, Mm -hmm. local staff, everything that we can source locally, we do it. And we like to highlight those farmers as well, because the work that they do, is incredible. It's not easy. Grenada, not Grenada easy. is very hilly. It it's is not, not easy, easy to farm. <laughs> and I mean, we know during the pandemic, <laughs> we tried. <laughs> it's not easy. I think it's something that um, luxury travellers are appreciating more and more, you know, moving away from kind of flying in Wagyu beef and truffles yeah. from Italy, like the luxury is being able to eat what's on your doorstep. Have you ever had any um, pushback from any guests saying, actually, I do want well, you know, people can be very fierce about avocados. Yeah. <laughs> so. If avocados aren't in season, we won't have, and you know, yeah. that's, 
a, a huge thing for us. A, a lot of everyone asks for berries, berries which, yeah. we just, which we don't we have on island. Do. We don't have them here and we won't do them. Uh, so it's always, we always have a conversation first with people about it to explain the reason why. And if there's pushback against that, then yes, we'll go and buy some strawberries from the, from the supermarket that have been imported for that one exception, because, you know, the guest being the priority is still remains one of our core values, but we do try our best to, to educate. And, and really there is very little pushback. I would say most yeah, people really people get it. People do understand. Yeah. You do get the, do. the odd one who will, who will say, Oh, I don't know why you don't have avocados when I can get them in Tesco's any day. But, you know, after having the conversation to explain global food chain and why that's happening and, you know, why we don't and, and seasonality, they, they do get it. Yeah, so I think people are on board generally, or at least our guests are. And finally, um, I know you've travelled quite a lot together as a family. You know, where, are the, where are your favourite places to go together around the world? Favourite hotels or destinations? The thing is, hoteliers often, they don't like to stay in hotels. They would rather stay in like a villa or anything. We love staying in hotels. Oh my God, I love staying in I hotels. I love it. <laughs> I, hate, I hate staying in villas. No, I don't want to do anything for myself. No, I, I need housekeeping every day. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. And then it's fun to see all five of us go into a hotel and we're immediately, you know, we're looking under the plates. Where did they get these plates from? And we're doing all that. But we, um, we have one holiday for us that is uh, we love and we go back to a time and time again, and that's in Italy, in Chauvinia. And it's they're also a really chateau um, hotel. And we've gotten to know the family really well and the staff we love there. They're really well. They, you know, a lot, a lot of them are coming back season on after season. And it's sort of become like what Calabash is to our guests, that hotel is to us. <laughs> uh, so that's really, really lovely. So we tend to go there. Every year and look forward to that as well. So it's sort of extended to our wider family. So there's about 16 of us who go to this hotel and go skiing for a week uh, over the Easter holidays. Yeah, it's really nice. And the hotel are very nice to us. They let us get away with murder there as well. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a table for 16? Which I would never allow. Yeah. We would never allow a calabash, but they're like, yeah, sure. Do they come, have they come and stayed at calabash before? No, we tried yeah, to. The parents have. Oh, have they? They did. They oh. came, but they, they didn't speak any English. And I remember it was, I was really young. We hadn't even gone to stay there yet. I think I was seven. And at that time, you could go into the airport to pick them up. Oh. So my my dad and I were standing there like, I think we're looking for an old Italian couple. <laughs> they came and we just had to just, you know, talk with our hands. We couldn't speak. But now we've become really good friends with their son, Corrado. And we have developed a really strong friendship there. Yeah. So yes, they will. Hopefully, they'll be they'll be coming to stay at Calabash, yeah. but um, for the moment, we're very happy to to, to keep get invading them, <laughs> go to Italy and climb that mountain to to ski up there. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Um, well, thanks so much for um, your time and for um, chatting to us about the wonderful Calabash and how it is working together in the family business. Thanks so much. Bye.